Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am your father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers Episode 329, the box office report for the week ending November 12th. We're a wounded beast. We are a wounded beast, but here to heal us <laughs> is Paul Harris. No one said anything about healing. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you and I should have our own theme. You know, like on Batman sixty six when Batgirl would drive by and you're just like, right. all right, it's gonna it's gonna be a good episode. Yeah, let's, and yeah, let's not forget the uh, the first time it was down to just you and me. Oh, it was literally just you and me. Like, Wait, was that that was, was that when we invented the chicken noise? Uh, you invented the chicken noise. No, because that was Godzilla. Okay, it, you and me was you and I was, was Planet, Planet of the Apes, the, the first Planet of the Apes. Yes, but we had Rich Hanley. We did have Rich Hanley, who has gone on to, I mean, pretty pretty impressive stuff. He's right. He's officially writing the and editing the in continuity Planet of the Apes books. Now. Yes. Like yeah, that's, he's he's legit. That's a big deal. He was a. Uh, we tried to get him back for war. Yeah, and, and he's he like, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal now. <laughs> uh, and, F you guys. Yeah, he's like, that's adorable that you think I would deign <laughs> to be on this little thing you do. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I think he even said he's like, yeah, I haven't seen it yet, and we're all just like, Yeah, what? like we don't you, believe we don't of all people <laughs> we don't believe you for a second. This is just your polite way of saying you're beneath me. Correct. You know, <laughs> correct. When I started out in the radio business, I remember thinking someday I'll be too big to go into somebody's basement and do a podcast. <laughs> forty that... years later, still hasn't happened. <laughs> well, I would think uh, if you were thinking about podcasts forty years ago, you should have. You were ahead of the curve. Yeah, you really. You, you really missed I, out on monetizing. Well, this. that's just what Doctor <laughs> Emmett Brown told me. Yeah. <laughs> On that magical day, uh, what was it November November fifth, nineteen fifty five? Yes. So, uh, um, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. It helps us tremendously. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, you can also go to Facebook, uh, Facebook dot com slash Real Spoilers. Join the League of Show Sharers, people who were kind enough to share the show this week. Uh, Dylan Lang, that's, that's a, a new, new one. one. That's a new and but Paul, that's on you. You need to make up a theme song for Dylan Lang. Now that <laughs> you're you're on Dan's it's mic, gonna, so it's going to be surprisingly like the Batgirl theme. <laughs> 
I'm just thinking about Yvonne Craig now. Is the she, the first still... woman who ever made my little boy loin You tangled. ain't kidding. <laughs> is she still alive? I, I, I think, think she may have died a year or two ago. Yeah, okay. So Burt Ward's the only one left? Um, I don't know. I guess it depends on how deep you're going to go into the no, cast. No, well, I mean in the, the main cast. Yeah. Like your main... I'm trying to think three, like because he was the youngest, so it yeah, makes sense right. Yeah, would be, I'm also trying to think like if any of the people who were the villains, oh, are still alive. Uh, Frank Gershon? No, no, he no, died. They're all dead. Yeah, they were Vincent all Price. old when the show was on in the yeah. '60s. Caesar Romero. That's no, true. Wait, there's Yvonne, one of the Catwomans is still alive. Yvonne Craig is still alive. She is 78 years old. I think Lee Merriweather is still alive, or maybe Julie Newmar. So they they do like these, you know those DC animated flicks, right? They do. They bring back all the voices. Right. So they brought back Burt Ward, Adam West, and I think they brought back one of the Catwomans. Julie Newmar is 84. There it is. It there. has to be her. Lee Merriweather's dead, right? I'm checking. <laughs> and I think Eartha Kitt is still alive. Maybe. I don't get Who was my, the one in the movie? I don't get my Who Played Batgirl newsletter anymore. That was Catwoman. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> Zing, shot, <laughs> shots fired. You're correct. I apologize. It's getting ugly in here. Lee Merriweather. He does is, this out of the kindness of his yeah, heart. He Lee yeah. Merriweather <laughs> is 82 years old. Oh, okay. You know who, they, who was the other one I was looking at? Eartha Kitt. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say dead. I'm going to go with dead she was, Eartha Kitt. What was, wasn't she the voice of... She did a Disney cartoon, and uh, she was hilarious. I am wrong. She is 81. All right. There it is. Who was the... So they... Ca- you know, they did... So, they, you know, Two-Face was never on... The '66 show that makes sense. They thought it was a little too. Yeah, there's no way to make that cute. <laughs> yeah, right. And then they d- adorably poured acid in. Yeah, right. Face. right. Like so what? I, I can. I can. I just. I'm just imagining. There's no other way to do I'm it. I'm imagining that writers roundtable. Now, what if it was a birth defect? Is that funnier? No. No. no Less okay. funny. More funny. Less Although funny. Frank Gorshin, who was the Riddler, That's did right. go on to uh-huh. have a two-faced Star Trek. He did. Where he was half black and half white. Well, we can't get away with that now. On the yeah. original series. <laughs> yeah. They, I'm sure their heart was in the right place. Yeah. But. <laughs> sure. It, it, it was an episode about warring peoples. Some of them were black on the left side of their face, and the others were black on the right side of their face. Oh. And so there were. They were sneeches. <laughs> Some of them had stars on ours. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Sneeches? No. You have children. You haven't read them sneeches? Nope. Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Oh. And it's about a, a group of Dr. Seussian type characters. Half of them have stars on their bellies. Half of them don't. I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever heard that story in my life. Yeah. And then, uh, well, it's because uh, your parents are racist. Uh, that's yeah. probably and true. So, <laughs> um, and so then uh, somebody comes to town with a machine that will remove. Well, I forget. Did you want a star or did you not want a star? I don't remember. As a sneech, not as a okay. German in the 40s. <laughs> right. I know what you wanted there. <laughs> did but, not want the star. Yeah. No. Um, and so I forget what it was, but like the the guy comes to town with the machine that I think will remove the star, and then, and then so then so then they all start getting the star removed, right? And then all the people with our sneeches without the star were like, well, now we're not different, and so then they went and got the sneeches, the stars put on. Mm-hmm. Then the guy, like, sold, the same guy, would sell yeah, them a way to put he, the star on. And he's no they, dummy. And then they, and then they all start kind of going through the machine round robin, like getting stars on, off, on, off to where by the end nobody can remember if they had a star <laughs> or not to begin with because apparently they didn't have uh, photos. But no, uh, I feel like they did. They must have done an animated version of this. Probably at some that point. I do. But remember. it's a it's it's a, not a whole book. It's like sneeches and other stories. And I then gotcha. there are other stories. I think I think. Maybe Yertle the Turtle is also in that okay. one. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. 
So they cast uh, William Shatner as Two Face in the animated flick. Okay, that's Could you, and then I thought about it and I was like, he would have been great as Two Face in 1966. But he'd have been too young. Like those villains were always kind of aging Hollywood veterans. Right. Yeah, but if I mean, so he's that now. Comic book wise, he's Bruce Wayne's friend, so he would be the same. I mean, he'd be the same age as Bruce Wayne. Okay. Yeah, and I was just like, William Shatner as Two-Face in 1966, uh, sign me up. Yeah. That sounds hilarious and great at the same time. And now in 2017, he's not Two-Face, he's Two-Pay. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Good night, everybody. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I'm leaving on that. (laughs) So uh, uh, back to show shares. back to show Uh, Dylan Lang, you got screwed out of a song, but thanks for sharing the episode. Uh, Other people who shared this week, Linnea Thunsell, Chris Sansochi, Chris James, Chris Sanders. Uh Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming and his uh, his Ow. his internet wife girlfriend I don't know what it is uh, musings of a cosplay <laughs> witch is the website she significant shares other yes uh, Jason Weesey Zach Bach librarian Cynthia Brad Hyen Brandon Coleman Travis Tewitt Tom Kaminsky Julianne Jordan Tammy Sherman Powers Griffin Fox Smith Brent Smith no relation <laughs> uh, Lane Levanway Kevin Krysik I hope I'm saying that it right. is Kevin. Yes, Kevin. Yeah. Okay, good to know. Uh, Jason Herndon, Timmy Tuzunes, and Troy Ann's Paw. Poof. One of those. It's all there. Yeah. I'm just going to say it in like four different variations, <laughs> and then you can... One of them is probably right. Maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. So uh, so there. There are your shameless plugs. Since Kevin is out, I guess I will have his abacus at the ready, so... Uh, I was going to do it, and then I forgot my iPad. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'll need some sort of disinfectant wipe. <laughs> So, coming in at number one this week. Gee, I wonder. Uh, Actually, I do wonder. You should not wonder. Okay. You're, go with your gut. Fair enough. Is uh, Thor Ragnarok coming in at $57 million? That's uh, on a week two. On a week two. That's a 54% drop, but uh, but obviously these things are always pretty front-loaded. Yeah. But it, that brings it to $212 million domestic. That's impressive. For I mean, Thor. for Thor 3. For Thor. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, we always say that this bubble's going to burst at some point, and I just, I, I don't, for Marvel at least, I don't know what they're going to have to do. Like, even if they put out a turd, those people, it's still going to make $200 million. Yeah, and I mean, they, and they haven't. No. I uh, mean, no. They haven't. They've had some missteps, but they, not they've had, I mean, they've, there's certainly some are better than others, but they haven't put out, you know, a Batman versus Superman. No, they haven't. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. But I, but for real, I mean, they, so. I think it was growing pains. I think there was growing pains in the early days. Like yeah. in the, uh, Iron Man 2. Yeah, they should have never had Kirk Cameron as Iron no, Man. No, that was, that that was, was, was an interesting choice. That was a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Candace Cameron, I don't know It was why. just 40 minutes of telling us how a banana-proved <laughs> evolution was wrong. It was weird. It was weird. I don't know. I mean, I'm surprised that Favreau let him go on that long yeah. about the, the banana. Well, but... I did see the director's cut. Oh, so that okay. could be That's on fair. me. That's that could fair. be on me. Yeah. That's uh, it's an interesting, interesting choice to yeah. go with. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, they really they haven't made a bad one. Some nope. are better than others, but mm-hmm. they haven't, you know. And I, I think, I feel like they'll have to, uh, they'll have to really, I think, put out a couple bad ones in a row. Maybe more than a couple. Yeah, and I, they've got. I mean, so I don't know what the deal with this Fox Disney deal is. Like, I don't know if it's. A, I've seen that it's off the table or it's back on the table. Well, don't forget this same thing happened with Pixar. It did. They they were hang on. <laughs> Man, word. <laughs> the same thing happened with Pixar. They were going to 
buy it and then they and then they were like nope we're done we're walking away we're, Pixar pulled away or Disney pulled I away I believe it was Disney okay. and then but then it circled back around and it happened so even though they're telling you it's off the table right. I don't know that it truly is it's a negotiating tactic right I, I agree and also don't forget that Disney's starting their own streaming service which means they need content yep. and this and acquiring 20th Century Fox would be a shortcut to content oh, a lot I mean so Fox Fox never went through the the problem that MGM went through, right? Like they didn't. I don't think so. I think that they still pretty much have, have everything. everything that they made. So MGM, their catalogs all split up, right? Yep. There was this weird thing about like pre nineteen fifty four, but then some of these movies, they, they you the know James like, Bond problem, uh, yeah, and then like they did they never really fully owned James Bond, and then it was like they. It's like they sold off their catalog pre nineteen fifty four, but I still think they kept some of the crown jewels. So they still had like, like what Wizard of Oz and and which uh, is now Disney, right? No. So who put out the that prequel? That was Disney, wasn't it? Okay, but uh, so but it's based on a book that's in the public domain. Ah. So there are certain things about Wizard of Oz that are exclusive to the movie. So, for instance, in the book, silver the, slippers. There's I I don't know if she has slippers at all, but if they do, they're they're different color. So ruby slippers. That's that's a movie only thing. Mm-hmm. So when Disney made uh, Return to Oz, what a weird. What a very, weird movie that that's is. What the book does though, and by weird you mean bad. Yes, yeah. even even. Even like if you take out the bad idea, like because it is bad, but it is still like you've got the weird like pumpkin heads on the wheels and pumpkin heads a main character in the book. That's what I so Marvel put out, um, like six to twelve issue miniseries of all of those books. Yeah, and I as I'm reading that I was like, this is so weird. I they. I did not realize that those characters were real. Yeah, like, those, I just thought they were made up. Yeah, for... that they were like, oh, we need our own characters that we can own. <laughs> no, those are those are very real characters. Huh. And uh, and if you have a Kindle and you want to read the Wizard of Oz books, they're like a nickel. Like they're That's funny because they're all public domain, so right. you can find free or like for a dollar you get like all seventeen of them. Jeez. or something. you know, so <laughs> they're very gettable. But and there and there are a ton of them. I mean, he wrote these things forever, and then. Uh, and then after he died, they brought in somebody else and tried to bring oh, it back. So there's like there's even more that are written by other people. Other yeah, hmm. but so Disney for Return to Oz had to pay MGM for the rights to use Ruby Slippers oh. because MGM created the concept of Ruby Slippers. Interesting. So it's like anybody can make a Frankenstein movie, but if he's got a square head and bolts in his neck, can't do it. You're gonna be paying Universal. Yeah, they're that. gonna look. And now we know that there won't be any more Frankenstein movies or that whole <sighs> monster verse. Yeah. So we because, did because Universal came out with a bad one along the way, yeah. followed by another bad one, followed by another well, they, bad one, and the Mummy just killed it this year. Yeah, and then the producers left. I don't mean killed it in a good way, right? No. I was like, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> killed it means, oh man, you killed it. But this way, this time we mean, oh man, you yeah, killed ooh, it. Yeah, this it is the bad. one where we're talking about an actual corpse, right? Yeah, <laughs> and not one that will be reanimated and star in a sequel <laughs> within this dark universe. It's no, it's it done. was it. We said from the get that was a very. This is going to be make or break. And they broke, and mm-hmm. they broke, and they broke it. Yeah, as, but yeah. So if Disney buys Fox, that means Marvel gets all the X Men and the Fantastic Four. So it's and they'll own Spidey outright. No, right? Spidey's no, Sony. That's right. Yeah. I always get that one. So it's, Sony, it's always it's off there by itself, and it, it never is. feels right. So Sony, I think, has only Spider Man. I think out of all the like, I think they've got so they've gotten Ghost Rider back, they've gotten Blade back. 
Uh, we got baby back. They got baby back. Ribs. They <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, so the two big the two big ones that are still flowing around out there are X-Men and the Fantastic Four. Right. And if they get those back, forget about it. Yeah. Like it's game over. Like that DC doesn't have a shot. If they get if Marvel and Kevin Feige get the two No, they I think they still do because there's all I mean because DC still has Batman and Superman, they'll still that's true. You know, that's true. People still want to see that. They may not have Gal Gadot if they don't. Yeah, care. I saw that. What a power move! Yeah, that's a. That is, have you seen the story yet, Paul? I heard that she's not going to do it if Brett Ratner is a yes, producer. Yes, that's she's, the story. She in question. said yeah. if he is a, so Rat Pack Dune Productions is like intertwined heavily into Warner Brothers. Of course, Brett Ratner's been accused. Uh, so is his, the buddy or the guy that runs that production company with him, and Gal Gadot said. If he is involved in any shape or fashion, I'm out. And I'm sure Warner Brothers is... Oh, also, what were they thinking not signing her to a multi-picture deal? Is she not? If she says I'm not... Uh, she can't say I'm not doing it what, if she's under contract. She might be... She she might be just throwing her weight around. She oh, might just maybe. be saying that, like, you know, I'm going to stare this down. Do you really want to... Do you really want to say I'm in violation of my contract? We're going to side with this... With the accused, you know, accused assaulter, especially as much as that is uh, two mixed metaphors, kryptonite at the if moment. you will. Yeah, <laughs> like, how about that acquisition of power by Gal Gadot? By the way, I mean this is oh, a woman it's huge. Who nine months ago, was oh yeah, you were in that movie with John Hamm and Zach Galifianakis, right? And, and Isla Fisher, and you know there was no throwing power around that, right. no. But then you have a movie that opens up and makes fourteen gazillion dollars, <laughs> yeah, and, and is sudden, like and, and could save that franchise yeah maybe we'll see what happens in a week but well that franchise is not going to exist based on ben affleck who also no. has been accused by the way interesting she right. didn't say anything about that i think yeah. he, i think he sort of got out in front of it and like as soon as that gal from mtv said something he immediately came back and was just like i was a different person i it was my mistake i'm really sorry so he kind of got out in front of it where brett ratner hasn't said a word yeah. and i think i think affleck has only had like that one Ratner has had like Olivia Munn and some pretty high profile actresses oh, yeah. come out against him. Yep. I think also uh, he has the advantage of when he does get handsy, he's been Affleck. He's been Affleck. Like there's probably a greater degree of likelihood that the wo- that the woman in question is okay with it. And I'm not saying it's appropriate, right. but I'm saying that like that. Because he's been Affleck and not Brett Ratner, right? Or yeah. Harvey Weinstein, or, yeah, or that, George that is, yeah, that it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's weird. And it's right now, it's just one, when, one like, guy. Kind of like when there's one accuser from forty years ago. I'm like, I, I don't know, right? How much? And at this Richard moment, Dreyfus so I'll too. put you down for voting for Roy Moore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's got more than that, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Uh, so I was like, I thought that guy like the floodgates have opened. It was forty years ago. That's his excuse. Yeah, that no woman would would keep this secret for forty years, yeah. and of course she hadn't. Right, right. right. She just hadn't gone public. With yeah, it. right. Sure. Yeah. So I, you know, more power to her. I hope. I hope they. I honestly, I think Brett Ryder's a dirtbag anyway. Yeah. So I hope he loses everything in the whole shebang, and I don't. I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do. Because they don't have a deal with Legendary anymore, and that was kind of their producing partner for a while. Like I think, I feel like they may have done Godzilla. I think was their last one, Godzilla or King Kong. One of those. Well, two. if they did Godzilla, then they probably would have done King Kong because that's all supposed to be the same place, right? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I feel like Godzilla was their last entry with Warner Brothers. Yeah. So I, you know, good for her. 
I hope. I hope. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see how like it's just like they flipped a switch and the power oh, has man. shifted. Somebody said that uh, it was like Hugh Hefner had like this protective bubble over all of these Hollywood dirtbags, <laughs> and as soon as he died, the bubble popped. Yeah, that's and it. It's, it everything yeah. came out. Yeah, it is interesting how many like glowing obituaries Hugh Hefner had when I'm like this of all the guys. Like that guy's kind of yeah, kind of a dirt. Well, I mean, he, who knows? Like. Like I mean, every story I've ever read about the Playboy Mansion was just like it's airborne chlamydia. Yeah, it's, like, deb- it's just it's, <laughs> it's modern day Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, yeah. and that it was, ju- and that it was like dirty and stunk, and it, like it, like nothing about its opulence was real. Like you could, oh, really? photo- you could photograph it, and it would look like that. But once you were there, it was just. It You're was- saying don't swim in the grotto unless you have all your shots. <laughs> yes, precisely. <laughs> that it was just gross. Did they all live there? Or did just he live there? I mean, he lived there in whatever bevy woman of he was, or women. hanger-ons that he had. Yeah. I think only, didn't only three of them kind of parlay that into any sort of, any sort yeah, because they, they had a reality show for a right, little right, bit of right. time, and they kind of. Oh, good for them. Yeah. And there's the one who still has a show on. Kendra? We Yeah, that's it. Kendra on top. Yeah, subtle. Well, then. Yeah, subtle. Kendra, yeah. <laughs> very subtle. But but then there's a lot. I mean, and Bill Cosby hung out at the Playboy Mansion for yeah. years. I mean, yeah. James Con, James Con, Brett, Bill Maher. Oh, really? Yeah, Bill Maher's big Playboy Mansion guy. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if Louis C.K. hung out there. I don't think he did, but uh, that's a, yeah, hmm. that's it's tough because like I'm, I, I'm guessing he subscribed to the magazine. I think that's safe yeah. bet. I think it's a safe bet. He seemed like I. That'd been coming for a while. Yeah, he'd been he'd been under the under the microscope for a minute, and then he thought I th- we think it looked like he skated it, and yeah. then no, nope, never mind. So, so Hollywood, if you're looking for a doughy middle aged <laughs> bald guy with a goatee and a weird sense of humor, I am available. <laughs> and, and to the best of my knowledge, I don't think I've sexually abused anyone. Uh, you I, know, uh, you may just want to stay out of the public spotlight just yeah. to be safe. I I was telling Crystal yesterday, I'm like, I once dated an intern when I was in radio, but I faxed over her paperwork for her final grade before it started. Like it was. That's uh, hilarious. Yeah. It was. I was like, no, I'm no, doing no. It by the book. I'm like, we're faxing this in. And I'm like, it just you did get a C. Just sorry. For, yeah. I'm you giving you a, I'm you? giving you a C so it doesn't look biased. I'm doing this to protect you. Were you kids? Faxing was a thing that happened <laughs> right. in the 20th century. Yeah. <laughs> now you can just. Email a document. Yes. So, and it was age appropriate, just for the record. Just f- I like I was like twenty seven, and she was twenty five or something. That was, seems okay. Yeah. Like yeah. it was. Yeah. So uh, there's my big revelation. <laughs> that was, as our listenership plummets. Yeah. Pew! Drops in half to six. <laughs> so. Uh, so when are we doing the next Kevin Spacey movie? Uh, <laughs> oh, we're not. Yeah, yeah not is. even Ridley yeah, Scott Ridley isn't. Did you, a, did you see that story? Yeah, they're yeah. going to completely they, digitally they, remove him from the film. They're getting Plumber to come in. And yeah, yeah Christopher Plumber. Plumber. It's more age appropriate for the role because yeah. it's a seventy-year-old character, J. Paul Getty, in that movie. Yeah, and uh, they had put lots of prosthetics on there. Yeah. Speaking of prosthetics, did you see the prosthetics on Woody Harrelson in the trailer for LBJ? Yeah. No. Oh, it looks horrible. Really? Yes. It's That's such a weird. You'd think with Hollywood's makeup. That they could do a good job. Yeah, there's you'd so many makeup companies yeah. out there. You'd be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> this day and age, just just uh, do a motion capture on that waddle. Yeah, right. you know. <laughs> <laughs> you get, you get uh, what's his name to do it? Yeah. Uh, you uh, know, and Andy, Andy Circus and Andy Circus <laughs> as, as the waddle as, as, the waddle. as LBJ's jowls. <laughs> yeah, 
I give you guys credit for working Waddle into a podcast. <laughs> I, I do what I can. It's you it's... and Butterball. They're the only ones. <laughs> the Butterball Turkey Podcast yes. about the Waddle on it. Thanksgiving's it. just around it's, the corner. That's right. Two yeah. weeks away. But, uh, yeah, that's crazy that Ridley Scott's just like, we'll just take him out of the whole damn movie. Yeah, he's like, six, guess what? With six weeks to go before release. That guy's got balls. He said, you know, well, I usually work fast. <laughs> you better. <laughs> yeah. And he's like 100. I mean, yeah, he's, no, you know, kidding. Like no he's, kidding. He's 80, I think. Yeah, like yeah. It's a, and it's amazing that he is still a relevant director churning out like top tier box office movies okay, not just like enough. not just like art house movies or like you know people get excited about a new scorsese movie but do, do they make a lot of money i guess wolf of wall street wolf of wall street did yeah. fairly well so but, the, the depotted yeah that's true but yeah. but you know like it's 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 different you it know? is different he's turning out ch- churning out like really like so there was a the alien. P- popcorn Hollywood mo- movie, sure. and I don't mean that to disparage. Like I, that, he can still keep his finger on the pulse of what you know the eighteen to thirty-four year old movie going market wants, because that's the driving force at the box office. Right. At at the age of eighty is it's, amazing. I mean, he's got he's got so we've got the Alien franchise. I mean, and that's going to make money no matter what. That's I mean that's that's on the Marvel level, not on the Marvel level of returns, right? But audience wise, people are always going to go see an Aliens movie. Um, and I guess Blade Runner, which didn't do what they wanted. But he wanted. just did uh, The Martian. He directed that. He did. Yeah. Oh, that was a good movie. It was a good movie. It was a really good movie. And that's not a that. I mean, that's just a straight up Hollywood movie. Sci-fi. Like, yeah, that's true. You know, that is interesting. Yeah. And also, he's just like, you know what? F you. You're out of my movie. Yeah, that's that's ballsy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so coming in at number two is the movie of the week: Murder on the Orient Express, making twenty eight million dollars, bringing Produced its domestic. By Ridley Scott, by the way. Yeah. What? Ridley Scott produced it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, there you go. So, and uh, and there's another guy that you wouldn't think would be making big hit movies, Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh. Branagh. Yeah, I mean, you know, with his Shakespearean background, he definitely kind of came out of the art house realm. You wouldn't yeah. think that this is the guy that would then, you know, in the in the back end of his career, give you Thor, yep. Cinderella. Oh, that's right. He did do Cinderella. Yeah. That's right. That was really I, I good, too. I spent most of my adult life purposely avoiding Kenneth Branagh movies because I don't <laughs> want to accidentally hear Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think the only one I really remember seeing uh, was Dead Again, which I really which liked. Was that? It was like a murder mystery, and it kind of followed. It was a murder mystery that like followed the structure and beats of Citizen Kane. Okay. and it, But it was also just really a good, fun movie. Did you did you enjoy Wild Wild West? N- nobody enjoyed. Nobody. No. Except I, the, you know what? I think Kenneth Branagh may have because he looked like he was having yeah. a ball on set. He enjoyed that paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I bet he yeah, did. That's I what he enjoyed. Like Michael Caine and Jaws Four. <laughs> Jaws Four. Yeah. You ever see Jaws Four? No, but I saw the house it built. <laughs> it's delightful. So, uh, but I think that's a great sign that a movie like Murder on the Orient Express. Week two against Thor can make almost $30 million. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's nice. It's a movie. I don't want to say for adults because then it sounds like an adult movie. Uh, hey, no. That's a different kind of train. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Different kind of murder. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, movie for grownups. Yeah. This is the kind of movie Hollywood doesn't make anymore. No, I think so. We saw it with it where they can take people when, when people take that source material and they treat it correctly and they right. do it correctly you're going to put out like there's a reason those books are so revered and loved yeah. and when you take that love and you put that onto the screen and you create something like it and i, I for me this version of this movie yeah like you've got a you've got a formula that is foolproof they they seem to be getting better about not second guessing the source material yes 
I agree. You know, and and that's always been the big problem is they'll 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 they would buy a book like this and be like, oh, but that ending. Yeah, you know? I think we saw that we saw that with Gone Girl. I think Gone Girl may have been the beginning of that. Yeah, little like just do the book, like just stick to the, do what the book did. Um, we'll, we'll tell you that we changed the ending, but we're not. Yeah, going I love to. how they floated those stories <laughs> that they changed the ending just to get people to be like, you know, because I mean, once you see the ending of that, once you see the tw- the turn in that movie and the book, it kind once you know it's coming, right? It loses a little bit. I think the movie's still awesome because it's Fincher and Affleck wearing a St. Louis Cardinals hat, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so like I think if they start, do, I mean, if Agatha Christie, I mean, she hasn't. There hasn't been a movie made about her, off of her works, in how long? Uh, well, they did a version of Murder on the Orient Express in twenty ten, right? actually, oh. but it was uh, a BBC thing, and it spun out of, I believe, the the show that they made yeah. it, locally. It aired on in the United States for locally. That's locally for Agatha Christie <laughs> books, but uh, aired on PBS. It was a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but they they spun that on, but I don't think it was a theatrical release, was it? No. You? Yeah, but beyond that, I couldn't tell you the last time there was a an Agatha Christie feature film. The was it, is it that directed? Is that the last one? Yeah. So now you've got Kenneth Branagh may have a friendship a franchise. Like it's, I mean, not maybe with thirty million, maybe not, but see what it. My guess is, though, that these probably aren't super expensive movies by Hollywood standards, and I bet you it does really well in Europe. I bet, I bet right. you it's got a foreign box office that kind of props it up yeah, as well. I think that's very true. I think like, it couldn't have been much. I mean, you're going to pay, you're going to pay for talent, but and even you know, even the talent that's in this movie, their names you recognize. There's but, one. There's one big name that probably garnered somewhat of a paycheck. Yeah, but even then, like. Oh, Johnny Depp. But yeah. he's in it for such a short period of time. Spoilers, like, Tom. He's the victim. Like that's I don't think that's a spoiler. Like next I thing you'll tell us there's a murder on yeah. this Orient Express. <laughs> um but you know, that might that might be their end run to get a big name. Maybe like, it's like, oh yeah, we need George Clooney, but we need you for three days. Right. You know, and, we'll and I mean Johnny Depp a little bit more than normal, but not yeah. crazy. I mean, honestly, it's it's the uh, it's the Gary Marshall Valentine's Day model. When I saw that cast, was, yeah, I mean that's cast that it's everybody you recognize now because they've built up their names, right? So right. you know Daisy Ridley and Josh Gad, and um, who become more popular in the last four years. Yeah, but Penelope, Penelope Cruz, Penelope Cruz. From Hamilton, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer, right. Um, so like I don't think any of those people like can open a movie. So they they're not that kind. Based on history, Johnny Depp can't even open a movie nope. uh, anymore. But Johnny, can you just stay sober for seventy two hours? Yeah, but uh, but you're seeing lots of stars. I mean, it's it's also kind of that uh, that Irwin Allen disaster movie mm-hmm. model that they use, where it's like here's a bunch of famous people and. You know, and then we get one or two A-listers, but they're in the movie for 20 minutes because we right. needed them for two weeks, exactly. and that's it. Do you know who was in the 1974 version? Ingrid uh, Bergman. Albert Finney and Sean Connery, right? Yes. Albert um, Finney was Hercule Poirot. Hercule. Uh, Hercules. Lauren yeah. Bacall, Martin Balsam, Ingrid Bergman, who won an Oscar for it, Jacqueline Bissett, Sean Connery, John Gielgud, Anthony Perkins, Vanessa Redgrave. Who was Anthony Perkins? I don't know. Oh, yeah. he was Madden. He was the Josh Gad character. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Michael York and Richard Widmark. I mean, even that cast. Is, there's I not mean... a Penelope Cruz in there. <laughs> <laughs> not a one. But yeah, I mean, so uh, 
We'll get into it. We'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but I, I love seeing that movies for grown-ups can make that kind of money. Yes. And now the opposite of a movie for grown-ups, <laughs> uh, coming in at number three, Daddy's Home 2, okay. making $27 million. So that's, uh, I mean, going up against Bad Moms, this, like, I think that's your split audience. Yeah, totally. It, it's it's an interesting list going from Thor to Murder on the Orient <laughs> Express to Daddy's Home 2. Like, it's, it's interesting... Like they've really carved up genres, they and, really have, and, yeah, and demographics, and given different demos, movies, and it, and, it, and it's working for all of them. Yes, correct. You know, I wonder what did that first one do? It, that first one just, just kept going, kept going. Like I think it opened to about the same amount of money, if memory serves, and but it just it was over Christmas, and it just kind of kept doing twenty million dollars, twenty million dollars. That was and, coming off of the other guys. Uh, I'm trying to remember if Will Ferrell did something in between. Between them together. Yeah, that yeah. was, yeah. Okay. Um, then, uh, let's see. Coming in at number four, another kind of demo recognized, Bad Mom's Christmas. That's... It. Did uh, almost $12 million, so that brings its total up to $40 million. In week three? Uh, no, that's week two. Week two? Yeah. Oh. Only a 30% drop. That's impressive. Yeah, so, I mean, that's... And I think honestly, it's I think it's going to have legs in a way a lot of these movies don't. The way we talk about movies that target older people, mm-hmm. like it takes them a while to get to the box office. Sure. I think it's the same thing going on here because they're targeting moms, and moms have things to do. Like they're, my, they're my, busy ladies. This my, is the counter programming to Thor. Right. I mean, yeah. and I said that last week. I was like, I think it made so much money because it's like moms dropped the kids off at <laughs> Thor, and they went and saw this. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's interesting. It, it's interesting that they like Daddy's Home and this seem like this. They almost seem like the same movie, basically. I mean, the kind of art, it's just, just with moms and dads. Right. You know, uh, and the fact that it still is able to pull in 12 million when daddy's home is, you know. You know, when the marriage is rocky and you go on separate vacations, <laughs> this is kind of the cinematic equivalent of that. And, you, and one of them you find you're on vacation with Mel Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And just like, maybe I should go to the other one. Yeah. yeah maybe. But uh, Let's you not see- go to the kosher deli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we won't be there. <laughs> He's another one that can't, like somehow managed to. Uh, he just, I guess, he just laid low. He was like, "Yeah, it'll blow over." And he made Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, that. Helped. Oh, that's true. That's true. I forgot about that. And they're just like, "Hey, he's back." And it, it was interesting that he made the Hacksaw Ridge. Is that? I mean, that was a good movie, but it was also like the demo that movie was targeted to doesn't care. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? They 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 don't care that right. he said that stuff. No, and it's. You know, you can blame alcohol, you can blame whatever you want, but like you still, you still said it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> All that did was bring out the true you. Right, right. It's still on audio. Yeah. I mean, we've said before we kind of compared it to the Alec Baldwin thing, but Baldwin was yelling at his daughter <laughs> rather than a police officer. Yeah. You know, your ex-wife. Interestingly, Baldwin first person to ever yell at his daughter. Um, yeah, that's probably yeah, he true. invented that. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's called a Baldwin when you do it. <laughs> like you pulled a Baldwin. Yeah. Oh, oh, I just that's what I know when that story came on. out. I'm like, anybody upset about that does not have a teenage child. Correct. Right. Yeah, you've yeah. never raised a teenager, have you? <laughs> By the you way, should... when somebody says he pulled a Baldwin, the first thing you should ask is Alec or Steven. <laughs> I was, was going to say Daniel, yeah. but you know, no, nobody, nobody pulls a Daniel Baldwin. <laughs> Still better than pulling a Louis C.K. That's true. Yeah. Who's that's the other one? Billy Baldwin. So there's Billy Dan. Billy Baldwin was in that movie with. Cindy Crawford, fair game. Yes, yes. The only the, that Cindy Crawford joint that was. <laughs> and I remember it, I saw that poster. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna see that movie. That's gonna happen." Oh, yeah. what a pile of garbage that was. <laughs> yep. But it had Cindy Crawford in it. So. And then there's Adam Baldwin, 
but he's not related. But he's not related. No my relation. Bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? My bodyguard. My bodyguard. What a great movie. With Chris Makepeace. Yeah. That's the one that's kind of. The, what's the Owen Wilson and Martin Mall kind of a rip a ripoff and Ruth Gordon and uh, and Matt Dillon yeah Matt D- that's Matt Dillon's second movie his first movie the was uh, was Over the Edge oh we talked about that yeah, yeah. which is I love the movie yeah. right. but uh, and also you see in there uh, a young Tim Kazarinski and a young uh, George Went Norm from Cheers pops really up. yeah because they filmed it in Chicago and so they went to Second City yeah. and got a bunch oh, of people right for the smaller parts and yep. so. They, they, I think, is it Tim Kazarinski? Was he the chauffeur driver? Maybe they work. They work. They both work at the the hotel they live in. Have you ever seen My Bodyguard? No. Oh that's, my god! But that's that Owen Wilson. There was an Owen Wilson movie that ripped that off, right? Totally. I think yeah. it was just called. Was it called the? Can't bo- call the bodyguard. That's the. That's yeah. the Whitney Houston Kevin oh, Costner movie. I felt like I had something bodyguard in there. Yeah. I, but, but uh, yeah, but the, uh, but My Bodyguard is it's a it's an kind of a forgotten eighties movie, and it is so. So good. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I Adam watched Baldwin. it with the kids not too long ago, and it they, and it worked. They liked Adam Baldwin, it. who did the uh, original voice of Superman on their on DC's first animated venture. Oh, okay. He was the voice of Superman. Gotcha. Yeah. Was Chris Makepeace the kid in Meatballs? Yes, he was the kid in Meatballs. Okay. And then him and uh, Lance Kerwin, were, they were in a movie together. I'm trying to think of what it was. But uh, Lance Kerwin was James at 15. Right. And then in season James two, at James <laughs> at 16. And then in season three. There wasn't one. Canceled. Yeah. yeah. So uh, He was James at the unemployment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but that was a good show. That was a pretty edgy show for its time because like, he ends up like losing his virginity. Oh. And, I mean, this is like in this, you know, like the what? The mid to late 70s. Like it was a. Okay. I mean, that's a pretty... Uh, <laughs> I don't remember, but okay. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty edgy show. I'll have to check that out. And then, uh, was Christopher Makepeace in that... I feel like in the one with Owen Wilson, they, they tried to replicate... They tried to like find younger versions of the of Michael Sarah, Jonah Hill, and yeah. like the, the super bad kids. Yeah. And they were just like, uh, can we just get those kids that look like those guys and just make them younger? Yeah. Like, yeah, sure, why not? And, and I think Jesse Eisenstein, Eisenstein, Eisenberg, Eisenberg. There we go. Sued them. Is that right? Yeah, because he's like, it's my job to look like Michael Sarah. <laughs> Michael Sarah. That's yeah. my job. Michael Sarah's all. He's like, boy, am I glad I dodged that Lex Luthor bullet. Yeah. It is interesting though how when he first started, it was like he was kind of not Michael Sarah, and now Michael Sarah's gone. Yeah, he is gone, and now he's just Jesse Eisenberg, and now he's just. Jesse I think he, I think he distanced himself when he did. Oh, was it the social network? Yeah. I think that's the one. Yeah, because Adventureland, him. especially because they imaged it as from the makers of Superbad or the producers of Superbad. Yeah, then and you added Ryan Reynolds. And, yeah. yeah. And, but I, I agree. I think social network is when people really were like, oh, he's not just. <laughs> oh, he can actually act. Yeah. Not that Michael Sarah can't act. But it's just a different it thing. Is a different I think thing. he's doing more behind the scenes stuff, although he is in that new uh, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, he's in Molly's game playing the movie. character that's not Tobey Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the story about that? I no. I don't. I know. Is it based on a true story? Molly Bloom. I okay. interviewed her. Okay. Molly Bloom was a woman you, who ran. To back this up is the Jessica quick, Chastain movie, right? You are yes. a a poker aficionado. You know a lot. In the way, like if there was a movie about the monkeys, I could come in and tell you about it. You are like super into lost, poker. I have lost enough money at a poker table to <laughs> yeah. be considered a person who plays poker. Right. <laughs> um, there, this movie Molly's Game is based on a woman named Molly Bloom who organized the high-stakes poker games for celebrities and rich people out in Hollywood. Not in casinos, but in 
hotel suites and that sort of stuff. She actually was working for another guy who did this, and he essentially wouldn't let her do much of anything. And so she said, okay, fine, I'll go off and I'll do this myself and I'll do it better than you. And so we're talking about games where millions of dollars were on the right. table. Right. And Toby Maguire was winning and crushing everybody on a regular basis. He's his generation's Gabe Kaplan. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From a po- was- Gabe Kaplan is very good at poker. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Who's uh, Gabe Kaplan? From Welcome, Welcome Back, Back Cotter. Cotter. Okay. He's Mr. Cotter. Yeah. Don't, don't, like, you think I'm going to know who that guy is. Welcome Back Cotter was a, I, that, yep. I'm you know you. Welcome Back Cotter, I do. Oh, yes. he was Mr. Yes. Cotter. Got it. Or if you prefer, Mr. Cotter. Mr. Cotter. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Washington. <laughs> um, and uh, so Molly ran these things, and eventually uh, somebody convinced her to run some in New York, and she got involved with the wrong people, and the ah. FBI found out and came crashing down on her and the whole operation. And so she wrote this book called Molly's Game, which is a terrific read, and she goes into detail and names names of the people who were there, and the stories that she has in there about Tobey Maguire paint him as an absolute jerk gotcha. all the Why time. Why am I not surprised? For instance, there's one story in there about how he didn't like the fact that the dealer had to shuffle the cards by hand. We would get more hands in if we had an automatic shuffler, which casinos have, right. but you can buy them for home games. I've played in home games where they had one of those, right. and it does it in about 45 seconds. Okay. And so Toby had one of those and brought it, but wouldn't just bring it to the game where he was making like a million dollars a week. <laughs> he charged her $200 an hour to use his automated shuffler. <laughs> What a prick. <laughs> yeah, because it was his request to make the game go faster so he could make more money, but I want to be paid for that privilege. Yeah. So is that why there aren't Tobey Maguire movies anymore? Like, was he just doing so well in poker that he just he just lost interest? I think it's possible that he took money from the wrong people in some of these games. Ah, but I don't know. Gotcha. I, I don't know. Yeah. But I do know that I'm looking forward to this because Aaron Sorkin not just not only adopted adapted her book for but the screen but also his, directed it. it's his directorial oh, debut really? and i've right? uh, yeah and i've seen i'm pretty sure it is and uh um film has he he didn't do any of the west wing or any of no he didn't do any of those okay yeah but i i thought it was his directorial debut it's hard to write six scripts in five days that's while fair doing yeah. coke and also <laughs> directly right. well i don't think you can write them in six scripts in five days without, without, doing without coke. Coke. Right. Yeah, right. it goes hand in hand <laughs> yeah. hand in nose uh, <laughs> hand on teeth, it's fine. But I've seen the uh, the trailer a couple times I now, as well. and it and it looks awesome. I Jessica Chastain is one of those actresses where she doesn't show up often, and but when she does, like she's magnetic. Yeah, and I was just like, whatever. And I love Aaron Sorkin's scenery chewing dialogue, yep. where it's just like nobody can really talk <laughs> like that. And, but it's perfect. But I don't it's, care. I don't and care. You know what? You know where else? You know how else nobody will talk. Casablanca, Tarantino movies, right. Tarantino movies, yeah. Juno. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, you know, I interviewed uh, 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 who's the guy that directed Juno? Uh, Reitman. Reitman. And uh, it was like a roundtable thing, and I asked him about how, like, this was for Up in the Air, and I asked him how, like, people are kind of going back to Juno now and being kind of crappy to it. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, it's too cute. It's you know, people don't talk like that. And he got kind of defensive, and I was like, I was wondering if you could address that because I'm like, I don't agree. I'm like, you could say the same thing about Casablanca. Nobody talks like that. Right. But it's still, you know, it's a a stylized form of dialogue. But did it work? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kevin Smith's the same way. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that, when you watch those, that early stuff, that is, what draws me into his movies is that is how I talk to my friends. Right. It seems like a conversation that I would have. And the thing is, is that, you know, when you hang out in the nerd world, there are a lot of people that 
think they talk like that. Right. But they don't talk no, like that. No, they, they, you're, they, you're not as profound. Yeah. I mean, like, the, like the, the go back and forth. Sure. Like, that's, I don't mean, like, you know, I don't Shark goes in the salsa. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, that's, I, no, I think Juno's a fantastic flick. Absolutely. I, it's, yeah, and anybody that says you're dumb. Yeah. Interesting thing about this uh, Aaron Sorkin Molly's game that's going to come out at Christmas. Uh, Jessica Chastain was interviewed recently, and she was asked about how dense uh, an Aaron Sorkin script is. And she said, well, I did Miss Sloan a couple of years <laughs> ago. And in that one, we had to do 25 or 30 pages of dialogue at a time. Oof. In an Aaron Sorkin movie, you do over 50 pages. Yeah. She said, I've never that's had to memorize insane. as many words in my life. Because I bet you it's not like when you see the dialogue, it's probably just like, Blocks of it. it's not like right. a line and then stage direction and then you know exterior <laughs> outdoor it's like it's like you know, it's I'm sure it's you know moonlighting uh, famously was the same way their scripts were twice as long as traditional one hour television interesting shows because uh, they they said it was because they would argue so much. That, that the two like Sybil and Bruce like the Willis? characters. Right, I mean, right, I right. think in, in the actors too, <laughs> but the characters like so much of that show was them arguing and they're talking over each other and they and then they were talking fast. Right. And so Imagine how hard that must have been. And, yeah, and like at the time, it was, I believe, the second most expensive television show on TV. I believe it because the scripts were so long. The and the most expensive television show on TV was V. Because oh, wow. of all the special effects, yeah. so you had a show not with, even based on content, it, like because of special effects, no, the yeah. lizard skin that right. comes off too. When V yeah. started, I, I believe they said it was a million dollars an episode, which at oh, the time God. that was in the eighties was in the that was in the eighties was just a crazy, and that's why if you watch any of V the series. By the third episode, every time a ship lands, it's the exact same shot of a ship landing. Because it was like, oh, we've got that from the miniseries. Just, just slice that just in. Just do that in. The ship always landed in the same place. Right. Always. There's a great Simpsons gag where they're going to like the itchy and scratchy studios. And the they're talking to the producer, and he's like, "Oh no!" Just like an easy way we do it is we just use the same frame over and over and over again. Well, as he's talking, <laughs> they're the using same the same frame yeah. over and over and over again, which is based you know. on true story about the Flintstones. The Flintstones oh yeah, did for that. sure. Yeah. Uh, if you watch, if you go back and watch, like I have those Looney Tunes, like the platinum editions on Blu-ray, they do it too. Of course, yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's the, there's some that are the exact same cartoon. Just with like different words, and those are the days where they had to hand draw yeah. every cell. Yeah, every yeah. cell, everything was hand drawn. But you got to remember, like file copy, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is what you do now, right? But you also got to remember back then, like you didn't have a way to see them again. That's true. So if they kind of remade it and put it back out, it was okay. Like nobody, you know, you see this a lot with old movies where the se- if they make a sequel to an old movie, it's kind of the same movie Rehash. again. Like Buck Privates two. Is not or Buck Privates come home is not radically different than Buck Privates. Right. It's like they do or Abbott and Costello would you would see a lot of the same routines pop up in movies. They'd be like, oh, we haven't done that one in three years. We'll go ahead and do that I again seen it. because people couldn't watch it on TV, mm-hmm. and so they were happy to be like, oh, they're gonna do Who's on First again. Mm-hmm. They, they, oh boy, you wanted it, yeah. you know, you wanted it. I still um, want. How it. many movies have you walked out of and said, I enjoyed the movie, but the scenery was redundant? Yeah, yeah. never. <laughs> Eh, a couple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's one scene in the Flintstones where they keep going past the same their their living room is so long it's the they <laughs> they they used it for the runway in Fast and Furious 7. <laughs> so uh back to the movies coming in at number 5 Jigsaw made a uh, 3.3 million dollars bringing its total up to 34 million dollars so we'll continue the counter programming yeah. a little something for everybody and then we we can still continue that coming in at number 7 Tyler Perry or number 6 Tyler Perry's Boo 2 
a Medea Halloween. I'm shocked. Made uh, people are still going to Halloween. Uh, yeah, movies. I know, I know. They made, don't, they don't want to let it go. Yeah, made yeah. one point nine million dollars, bringing its total up to forty five well, million dollars. And then, uh, and then I think we finally stop with <laughs> movies for everybody. Here's a movie for nobody: Geostorm. Uh, <laughs> one point four, bringing its total up to thirty one million dollars. I heard the next they're doing a another one of the uh, Olympus has fallen, and he's just going to fight a giant ab muscle. <laughs> they are doing another one. I don't Based think on gonna... the pictures I've seen lately, it won't be his own. <laughs> It'll be. Yeah. It won't be That's his. He, own. Well, he has one big one now. Is that what? It, oh, what it oh, is. in that case, yeah, yeah I got a. I've got a one pack. <laughs> yeah, it's called a keg. So, uh, coming in number eight, Happy Death Day, one point three million dollars. Really? Yeah, bringing its total up to just shy of fifty-five million dollars on a five million dollar. Yeah, on a forty-six dollar budget <laughs> and. Uh, and then coming in at uh, number 10 is Blade Runner 2049, $1.3 million, bringing its total up to 87, almost $88 million. Had a good run. It's it's going to be done it, next week. No, it didn't. I know. I'm it did not have a good one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, I know. You can try to make them feel better about themselves, <laughs> but they're seeing I the totals. $88 million dollars means nothing for a special effects movie. Not right? a movie like no, this. Not. I mean, and this was supposed to be... This was supposed to be not just special effects, but uh, and sci-fi for for like the nerd art. base, but high art, and that the critics were gonna and the critics did gush all over it. I didn't. I mean, I was, did. I enjoy. I like yeah, it a lot. But, I I, but a lot of... you know, I didn't love the original Blade Runner. I'm like I, I'm like it's 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 an easy. I, it's it's what it falls into the category of uh, a movie that's easier to admire than it is to enjoy. Yeah, I thought Matt Reed was gonna snap one of these legs off and beat us both with the. Yeah, we, were both, we both were just like I didn't I, like. It took me, th- I took me two nights to watch that movie. Yeah, because I was just like, I'm bored. Like this is boring. And I've revisited it, revisited it yep. several times over my life, thinking like I'm older now. I Man, I was just young and dumb, and, right. and I'm just like, eh. nope. I I get what people. It's a great looking movie. It's a hell of a looking, but movie. it just it just doesn't suck me in like I no. It wants to be a sci fi Chinatown, but it it doesn't. It's not Chinatown. No, it's not. There's no Chinatown. There's no Chinatown. So. If only uh, Ridley Scott would would be uh, sexually assaulting oh, girls, then God. I think that would make it better, right? <laughs> I don't think way? so. That's is not that the, the way that works. Is that no. the magic recipe? No, no it's no, not. That's no. not the magic recipe? All right, I'm going to put it out here right now. Oh, no. Next week. Please be a metaphor. It is not okay. a metaphor. Next, <laughs> week, next week, as we all know, is Justice League. Yeah. What do you think it's going to make? Domestically. Well, now, don't worry about overseas. Domestically? Domestically. Um, 180. Ooh, wow. Wow, I was going to go 125. I, I think gonna... coming off of Wonder Woman. Okay. Uh, you know, because I, I see a lot of women in my Facebook feed uh-huh. excited about Justice League because... Based off of Wonder Woman. Based off of Wonder Woman. They're, they see it as Wonder Woman 2. And it might be. And it might very well be. <laughs> well, like yeah. some, um, some of us will find out on Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed. But uh, but but yeah, like and so I, I think that it's... I think it's going to... I think it's going to do better than a lot of these other ones because they're finally coming off a movie that people actually enjoyed. I would agree. And I think the average person is like, maybe they've righted this. I was going to put it at like 165. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, we will see. We will. So uh, that's your box office report. Well, thank you, Tom. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, we normally wrap that up. So uh, that's it for this episode. I guess let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. I'm on Twitter at Paul Harris Show. 
And this is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. If you would like to continue the conversation online, you can find us at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. Or uh, while you're there, join the League of Show Shares. We're also on Twitter at Real Spoilers. You can check out our website, RealSpoilers.com. Or if you prefer, DirtyPirateHookers.com. Don't you have a new venture? What's that? You tell me. Don't, aren't you aren't you back somewhere doing some movie reviews on some? Uh... Oh, I have a new outlet locally right. that I've been doing movie that I started doing. You can still movie... find it online somewhere. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, totally. I uh, I started doing uh, movie reviews on Y ninety eight every morning. Uh, or not every morning. That would be like oh just my a job. God. That would just be a full time <laughs> job. I uh, I've been on Fridays. I I went in for my first one this Friday. So there you go. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. And you can find that online. I'm sure at uh, what. I guess their website's probably Y98.com. That seems like a safe bet. <laughs> or just Google Y98, or their call letters are KYKY. Ooh. And if we're pushing radio shows, we also put That's on right. calls on KTRS, yes. where I also do movie reviews. Yes. So I know. I'm a whore. Yeah, well, it's fine. <laughs> and no. part of my show on Friday afternoons is a thing called The Showbiz Show. Right. Where Max and I review movies and talk about whatever else is going on in showbiz. Right. Max, and, and Max Foise? Max Foise, who's Foise. also been on the show That's a couple right. times. Yeah. So, yes. so uh, it's a whole... Uh, just a whole little real family. spoilers has taken over. Yes, we're like a virus. So <laughs> that's also true. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so anyway, that yeah. So I've started doing that every Friday. So thank you. Uh, so that's it for this episode. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, coming up with the next one, we will tackle murder on the Orient Express. And until then, you've been warned. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.